Good morning. This is Louise Gartner with Spectrum Commodities taking a look at the wheat markets for Tuesday, March 12th. Well, wheat markets continue just to get pounded as hedge funds come in once again and just lean on the market, pushing it into new contract lows once again. Even the Minneapolis market kind of breaking down and pushed into new contract lows, even though it wasn't nearly as weak as Kansas City or Chicago, which were down about 11, Minneapolis only down about 3. So once again, we see those spreads just soaring with Minneapolis pushing higher against Chicago and Kansas City, well into new highs for the move. In fact, we're sitting well over a dollar premium. And it isn't because the market's moving higher, it's because everything is moving lower, but the winter wheats are just collapsing. And the spring wheat trying to hold itself together, but boy, it's certainly being drugged down by the other markets as well. Across the northern plains, a lot of snow still sitting on the ground. It's cold, so it's going to be a slow melt spring, most likely. And already we're in mid-March, and it's probably going to be a while before, quite a while before farmers are in the field. So most likely you're looking at a late spring. Uh, it just, you know, doesn't bode well for more spring wheat plantings, especially if you get some kind of a weather event going on in hard red winter wheat. It's not enough time to, or you would have less time. I shouldn't say it's not enough time. You would have less time for farmers to react to price rises in spring wheat if, if you needed more acres. So the market, I think, is trying to hold itself to much together much better for that reason that you still may need to buy in more wheat acres and obviously the only choice is going to be spring wheat. The other upshot of, of Minneapolis is that it is a high quality wheat. If you're going to see demand step up for Chinese purchasing, it would come into spring wheat most likely because they're going to want the high quality to blend off with their own low quality. So we'll, we'll see how that all evolves, but uh, certainly the spreads have been working very, very well with Minneapolis against Chicago and Kansas City. We are getting some uh, more crop condition ratings for the Southern Plains. Those three states are putting out their weekly crop condition ratings already. Kansas poured a very poor at 9%, which is unchanged from last week. Good to excellent at 51%, which is up 2. In Oklahoma, good to excellent up 3 at 56%, and poor to very poor was down 2 at 9%. In Texas, good to excellent was sitting at 28%. That was down 8 from a week ago, and poor to very poor was up 6 at 30%. So Texas is getting a bit of a pullback in their crop condition ratings, whereas Oklahoma and Kansas, a, a bit of an improvement if uh, in the good to excellent and uh, less in the port of very poor, either less or equal. Uh, a couple other things. Russian prices were down another couple dollars last week. That puts them at around 226 FOB. New crop offers are coming in around 195, which is about as low as we typically will see them for this time of year at least. And it does kind of coincide with what they expect their new crop production to be. So we're not, there's virtually no weather premium in the wheat market. Now here in the United States there's still quite a bit of snow in the central plains. It is warming up. We expect that we'll be greening up here soon in the central plains which is normal for this time of year. But again it's still cool and again a lot of snow from Nebraska on north and there's more snow forecast so it's going to be a while before it's not going to be an early spring in the southern and central plains and again as we saw in the crop condition ratings Texas slipping a bit. 
in Russia, the southern part of Russia, they are warming up much faster than normal. They're about a month ahead of normal. Now, so far, that's okay. They do have decent moisture, and uh, it's allowing farmers to get in the field sooner. But moisture demands are going to kick in a lot sooner as well. So we'll see how that evolves. Any threat of a weather problem in Russia, then you've got to start doing some pretty significant adjustments to price levels. And again, as of now, the market is factoring in big Russian production and adequate U.S. production. And boy, it's just, you know, we didn't have a great planting season last fall, <clears throat> excuse me, in, in hard red winter wheat. And it's not been an easy winter for hard red, certainly not for soft red, where much of it has been sitting in water for a couple months. So we'll see how things look here over the next couple months. But uh, I, you know, I, it would seem to me, with no weather premium in the market, that that's, that's pretty high risk just in, in and of itself. Another storyline floating around this morning is uh, some comments from the Trump administration talking about the 2020 budget where they're looking at a 15% cut into the USDA. And apparently, according to the quotes, that uh, Trump is saying that subsidies to farmers are, quote, overly generous. Like, really? This is at a time where, you know, uh, the financial status of farmers in general across the country are, are pretty tough. So that's that's kind of a slap in the face, if you ask me, and, and just unbelievable comment considering the status of the farm economy. And not only that, a great deal of the reason that the farm economy is hurting is because of Trump and his trade policies. It's, it's, I, I'm just kind of you know, almost speechless as to the, the comments coming out of there, if they're accurate and they're being quoted. But that's kind of unbelievable that, uh, number one, a president would even say something like that. But considering a big reason why we're in the state we're in is because of their policies is almost just, just you know, stupefying. But it is what it is, and I guess I shouldn't be so stupefied considering where it's coming from. But uh, that's just uncalled for, that kind of attitude. And to say that they're going to have, you know, budget cuts to that degree and still just ramp up money for other programs and have tax cuts you know, that it just doesn't add up. Anyway, so I'm, I'm going to get off my soapbox, but uh, that's that's uh, that's kind of where we're at as far as uh, what's coming down the pike from the farm bill, or what at least what the proposal is. They'll probably make more adjustments down the road, but that's what the budget proposal suggests. So world prices uh, continue to pull lower from week to week. That's a huge drag on the wheat market. Hedge funds have uh, had a plethora of selling signals, and they're taking them, and the market's pushing into new contract lows. This morning, we're up a little bit, up, up 3 to 4 across the board, so we are getting a bit of a bounce. Even with a weather event, I think the best you're going to do is come back, just test the low end of the trading range, because the market is factoring in plenty of wheat production and uh, no no worries about shortages. And with a billion oh five carryout here in the United States, we're clearly not in a short situation ourselves. So we'll you know we'll see where all this goes. Um, the market has struggled to say the least, and uh, it's going to take a weather event, I think, to really knock knock the bear market down and uh, get something going to the upside. If you have any questions, feel free to call me at 1-800-888-9843. This has been Louise Gartner with Spectrum Commodities.